Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and that girl in junior high who acted like a cat. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, green witchery, witches in the news, and a one day at a time tarot spread. Wow. Wow, baby. I do want to ask. Yes. I mean, there was always a girl in junior high who acted like a cat. How do you get that like blessed genetic trait to be like, I am 12 and I just started my period. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. And then also. Oh, the hissing was the big one. And it was like, you're not a vampire, Cassie. Like what? vampire cat like what's happening here like who do you want to be what is it that makes young girls with middle parts Mm. act like they just can't be themselves what culture have we created well i mean you have to have a middle part now or you're not cool so hold on (laughs) close a little off she's looking witchier and witchier i feel like i've said this before and i'll say it again i do look like the women from the manson trial Oh. When I middle part. At least you have a community. Aww. Aww. The roast begins. <laughs> have you ever acted like an, an animal? Have you ever been like, in my public forum, I am a horse? Whose forum? In elementary school, like, are you like... Okay, one, I hate horses. Bad example. Okay, okay, Two, true. No. Halloween, yes, but you know, you get into character, like, that's fine. In public? Mm-hmm. No. At the Red Robin? No. Drinking my milkshake? <laughs> my side-by-side at Steak and Shake milkshake? Exactly. Oh, damn. Oof. That was a throwback. Cheese fries, mm-hmm. a plate of pickles, mm-hmm. and a milkshake. The only things I could eat at Steak and Shake. That was my high school. That was your high school. Mm-hmm. So here's a tea. Mm-hmm. Our friend... Mm-hmm. Had a mom who worked at Steak and Shake. They could not get you like a nice a scrambled egg. No. They were like, no, absolutely not. You cannot deviate. Keep in mind, this was the only friend who lived in an apartment growing up and the rest of us lived in houses. So mama could not get us <laughs> anything for free. She is barely getting by. I am not calling Mr. Steak and Mr. Shake no. for you. No, no. Like, what am I, the mayor? <laughs> no. Oh, I read something crazy, and I don't know if it's true. We're going to act like it's true, though, for the sake of the story. Was that the first U.S. mayor, female, ever elected Mm -hmm. was because the guys who were running put her name on as a joke. (gasps) And she got 60% of the votes. Isn't that wild? Isn't that great? Oh, this country fucking sucks dicks, dude. It does so much. Being like, ha ha, woman, we're going to put a woman on the ticket. And then she fucking went, like... Men are so stupid sometimes. This would be the equivalent of all of those times that people on Tumblr, on Reddit, have been like, oh, yes, this dog is the mayor of Little Middletown. 
Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. because what a fun joke it is to have dog as a mayor. And I'm and like, what are his views on gay rights? <laughs> what are his views on foreign policy? <laughs> Little chestnut. Chestnut, what do you think about reproductive health? Please <laughs> talk into the mic. <laughs> this is, the podcast is the only place I act like an animal. <laughs> I did act. I am okay. a lady elsewhere. Several times in my life. Okay. Continue. I have acted. Baby witches, tell me if this is relatable. As a wolf. I was a wolf girl. Oh, I love wolves. They're great. But what what do you mean? Expand upon it, please. Are you ready? Oh, I'm are you? I'm seated. My legs are crossed so that if this is funny, I'm not gonna pee myself. Okay. Um a little bit of howling. Okay. Like at school? At school, on the playground, howling at the moon, day moon. Okay, but what was it like hanging out with other kids, like playing wolf, you know, on Um, the playground? Let me tell you that there were maybe one other, two max people that were like, let's play wolf with Tara. And I was like, no, I am a real wolf. I am a true and real wolf. Oh, no, you were one of those kids. I was. Feel the wolf's blood in my veins. I am, if I grew angry enough, I could summon the power of the wolf's fangs. You have to imagine how tiny, she's tiny now, but how tiny she must have been then. So small. Like so small, breakable even. (laughs) Like fragile china, like drop you off the shelf, you're dead. Wow. So I empathize, I highly empathize with the girl in middle school because you know, I was that girl in elementary school, and then I did get breasts. So then I can see sort of the plight of the girl that believed that she was a cat. She had not sort of mentally outgrown the desperate desire to be special and also not herself. Cats have titties, though. This is true. Breaking news. Breaking. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Baby, mama, how are you doing? I am doing well. I'm living my life. I'm feeling myself. Casual reminder of when I was talking about, what was it, two episodes ago about take your 30-minute lunch break and don't work during it. I was fucking right because I got (laughs) fired and it's great. Okay, okay, okay. Are we going to get into it? Alicia has been fired. You heard that right. You heard that right. Uh, it's your place of work as well. So are we going to get into it? We're cutting it. We're cutting it viciously. (laughs) So, Alicia, no one knows where you work. Mm -hmm. Correct. I mean, I don't anymore. Where where you don't work. Do you want (laughs) to talk about it? What does it feel like? I've never basically not had a job because I'm fearful. Okay, yeah. It feels like my life is starting. Isn't that beautiful? It is. You you... put in your two weeks notice now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) No, I mean, the last few months I've been working to like put a structure to my time outside of work anyway. And so it was just kind of like, okay, well, I still have the structure of things I want to do and things I need to get done. And now I just don't have to do the boring part that's in the middle and tires me out all the time. Mm-hmm. The hamburger inside the bun. We're just appreciating the bun for what it is. Exactly. It's great. Instead of going to the gym once a week, I go to the gym two times a week. Oh, wow, what a gift. What a gift. It's so great. What you're saying is 
fuck the system. Oh, always. And get fired. Yeah. And go to the gym, Tiffany. Go to the gym, Tiffany. Hell yes. <laughs> Tiffany, do you want to like read a book? Have you have you heard of these? I have watched a movie in three quarters today alone. On top of doing witchiest stuff. On top of doing like writing and shit. Ooh. I do want to say, last week and a half, very active in the Witch Yes to-do list, in the Witch Yes Trello board of things to oh, do. Oh, we don't have a Trello board. That <laughs> shit is on fire, burning to the ground. Oh, my gosh. That's great that, like, because I feel like a lot of times people feel like this is, like, the end of the world, and it's really comforting to me and I'm sure to many people that this is really just the beginning. Yeah, you get to reinvent yourself when you're, like, in the middle of things. It's mm-hmm. fun. Yay. Yeah, just do whatever the fuck you want and fuck the rest. Congratulations. Thank you. On the new life. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm coming off of a wonderful time away. Oh. I did want to shout out. And by shout out, tell everyone about this Instagram I've been following Mm -hmm. called Black Forager, who's also on TikTok. My understanding is that their name is Alexis Nicole. It could be Nicola, but I do believe it is Alexis Nicole. Alexis Nicole probably... The most charming, disarming, but exceptionally informative, green witch, foraging internet personality that you could possibly come across. She is so funny. She is so, like, honest about Mm -hmm. how she moves through the world and introduces all of these local native plants to the U.S., how to identify them what their history is, and also how to cook them. Okay. And so what she does is she goes around her neighborhood, her community, and identifies native plants that are edible. She's a part of this community that has been longstanding but has like recently gained a lot of traction, which is the Decolonize Your Diet community, which is native U.S. plants Mm. that are seen as weeds or seen as decorative that are actually edible. Interesting. And it's so adorable but also empowering situation because a lot of like Americans, I think people worldwide get all of their food from grocery stores where like there's something extremely empowering about seeing like an amaranth plant or seeing like uh, different kinds of plants that that's just the one that I remembered right mm-hmm, now and mm-hmm. sort of my, my person and my being, but seeing plants that like are on the side of the road or are in your yard naturally or like in the park and being like, I know what that is and I know what that can be used for. And that makes me feel a part of the place that I'm living in. I love that. That's yeah. so cool. And I think that it really moves into our topic sort of coming out of Ostara and moving into our next topic, which is the long-awaited, desperately clawed at. Yes. Green Witch episode. It's about the plants. It's about the plants. So, Tara, you would call yourself a green witch. I would call myself a green witch. And I would not call myself a green witch. And that's okay. Thank you. I was not going to say it's not okay, so... (laughs) Thank you for affirming my values and belief system. What do you like about it? What do I like about it? I think that it um, makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger when so much of the ease I feel in my heart is that I am small. Mm -hmm. I had sort of like what I would call an epiphany. People talk about epiphanies like they're just like a thing. 
Epiphanies are like powerful, sparkly, but also painful experiences that happen to you when you least expect them. Mm -hmm. And the realization that I am a very small grain of sand in a long generation of humans that have existed and will most likely and hopefully continue to exist. And even if they don't exist, at some point, everyone that I've ever loved and everyone I've ever known and who has known me will cease to exist which means that embarrassing thing that I did in eighth grade where I did pretend that I was a wolf mm-hmm. will be forgotten. And so like maybe. Green Witch, maybe, don't. I mean, we could throw this podcast into space. I don't know. God damn it, space. The I final frontier. I did not bring into account the final frontier. Oh, man, you got to keep that in mind. Oh, no. You got to, you always got to be thinking about the you final frontier. You always got to think about it. They're going to laugh and laugh. <laughs> They're going to think we're so dumb. But Greenwich also affirms that not only am I a small cog in like this large, beautiful machine that is nature, that my connection is is genuine and real. And that is what I like about it. That is very moving. Until I like ruined it. But it was very moving. It, you know, sans me ruining it. It was great. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) It's a TED Talk. Let's sign you. you up. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We had the Witch Yes Tree Grove that we've been talking about the last two episodes for Ostara, and here are the results. You ready, Tara? (laughs) We donated 69 trees. The sex one. The sex number. Isn't that one sexy? But also, y'all spent $690 on trees. Like, congratulations. And a very impromptu fundraiser. Like, we feel them trees. We vibe in. Like, this is the best fucking fundraiser we've ever had, y'all. Like, you did great. So congrats, everyone. And we're waiting for them to tell us some more information. And they'll be sending us your intentions soon. And we'll keep you up to date with when we're going to light that shit on fire. Soon. For Beltane. Soon. Very, very soon. Okay, so who were green witches? Before we get into the witch yes guide for how to be a good green witch, let's take a moment to just pay our respects to where green witches come from. Going back, back, back in time, basically choose a time period pre-industrial revolution. Visualize it. You've chosen it. You see what outfits they're wearing? Whew, looks hot. Maybe they have an outhouse. Maybe they shit in the woods. It really doesn't matter for the sake of my argument. The origin of the green witch is the village medicine woman, healers, midwives, and rickety old grandmamas who appear to have a magic touch with home remedies. Have a headache? Chew on some coriander seeds. Have a teething baby? Give it a nutmeg seed to chew on, but don't let it swallow it because that sounds dangerous. That's a baby. Don't want to have babies? Ladies, on your wedding day, place as many roasted walnuts in your bodice as you can. Ooh, they're uncomfortable and they are itchy. And they are itchy and no one's going to fuck me tonight. Because <laughs> I'm so rashy. Because I'm so rashy <laughs> and I just keep popping out walnuts. What the hell? It's like it's like um, Shawshank Redemption, but also with... Marital sex. Yes, indeed. Green witches were mostly common folk, just peasanty, lower class people who understood that you can use nature to heal basic aches and pains. And every culture has its own version of the green witch, which means anyone can be a green witch if you so desire. How inclusive. So inclusive. Green witches were community healers and caregivers. They were esteemed and feared, which is why you can conjure the image of the little old lady who lives by herself in a cottage in the woods. But you do not have to be a little old lady in a cottage in the woods, but you also can be. 
Boom. So who are green witches now? Welcome. It's now. And you're thinking about being a green witch. So there is a misconception that green witches have to be immersed in nature in order to be attuned to their craft. That you have to be barefoot in the woods, hanging out with snails and polywogs to really feel a part of Earth's energy. If that's your witchcraft, that's great. You do not need this episode. You can go, you can skip forward the 50 minutes where Alicia and I are just goofing around. Why are you even listening to this? You don't need this. You've got birds. <laughs> it's supposed to make you happy. It's, we have learned scientifically. We learned. This episode is for the witches who bought a snake plant during the pandemic and didn't know what a polywog is. And at this point, they're too afraid to ask. It is a baby frog. Polywogs are baby frogs. You're welcome. If you don't need the musky mosquito beauty of the great outdoors to be a green witch, then what? Are you trying to turn people against the great outdoors? I really hate hiking. <laughs> Tara has a fucking vendetta against the woods. I don't like it. And women go, they disappear. Oh, I love hiking. I love disappearing. And that's great. This episode isn't for you. It's not. I already set them out. If you are not a beautiful Alicia traipsing through the woods, not afraid of cougars or dangerous men with knives, mm -hmm. what are the requirements? Get ready to fucking check some boxes, baby witches. Here you go. One, you have some kind of interest in the idea of plant life and that it has an energy both as the micro, which is the snake plant that you really need to stop overwatering, and the macro. Like the Amazon rainforest. Very important. We should really try harder to save the Amazon. I would like it if we put up a fence. Just around the whole thing. Barbed no wire. one in, no one out. No one in, no one out. <laughs> Hunger Games inside for the people that are trapped in there. That's it. Or two, being interested in, in the way that an individual can sort of tap into that energy to exact some kind of end goal. Like maybe a super cool revenge. Maybe a love situation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from that point on everything else is basically like personal flair like though it seems like the general vibe that a green witch like you know likes to collect plants that's not necessary some of you might be hearing the mean 15 year old that lives in your heart whisper who are you trying to fool with all those plants jeremy you're just jumping around on that monstera express to poserville you're not a green witch you're just an aesthetic plant enthusiast for social media to which i say Nobody cares. Please just let yourself be happy. But to quell your fears, mean 15-year-old Jeremy, I researched why there's so much jazz around houseplants these days. And the Huffington Post came out in 2019 with an article titled, Why Millennials Are Suddenly So Obsessed with Houseplants. Profound. Honestly, clickable. Relevant. And, to you. Yes, to me to personally. You. Because I do have a mean 15-year-old. And lives, lots of plants. And lots of plants. So here goes. There's two facets. First, humans are naturally social creatures. And not only do we want to be taken care of by our communities, we also want to take care of others. Big surprise. We have an innate desire to nurture things. But with these, you know, sort of situations, pesky higher education, you know, economic Debt, economic collapse, climate crises, economic... Oh, I put economic collapse twice. That's it's very how, important. That's how important it is. And also, us nutty youths and youth adjacents, as I would call myself, are delaying getting pets 
choosing not to have kids, and all those other sort of big lifetime situations. So, Tiffany, you're smothering your snake plant instead because taking care of something gives you the good brain chemicals. Secondly, millennials and Gen Z are big into self-care. Face masks, setting boundaries, stretchy pants. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's fly. It makes your butt look great. Amazing. But what helps slow you down and remind you that the passage of time is real? Watering your plant and seeing a new leaf start to poke out. That shit, ooh, delicious good brain chemicals for everybody. Your friend that you tell, your boyfriend that you make come to the bedroom to look at your Monstera plant. Not for me. Not for Alicia. Just watching the passage of time as the plant slowly grows and consumes your whole apartment. She feels the cracking of her skin. I know. I'm like, oh my God, I need five more face masks. Notice that all of this has to do with the symbiotic exchange of energy with plants. I do this for you. And in turn, you gift something to me, which is desirable. Like a cool revenge. Also, I do want to note that there's like a really cool episode of Stuff You Should Know about biophilic design, which is how humans respond to their environments based on how many plants are in the room and how they're arranged. It's not that you can just like put a fucking like fig plant or like a fun little lily in the corner. It's that the design, like pairing it with other plants Mm -hmm. in like a believable environmental situation, like affects you more than like, here, I'm going to put... A succulent here. Ah, now I am happy. Now I am suckled. I am suckled, and I suckle also from the teat of dopamine. The best teat of them all, besides your mother's. (laughs) Give credit where credit is due. So some general green witch beliefs, and then you'll get into the fun parts, but you gotta sit through me first. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha, just like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) As a free agent in this world, not all green witches have to agree on the same tenets. But if you are interested in green witchery already, you will most likely make it a lifestyle and not just a hobby. Green witches, Avi, have a strong pull towards the earth. That's their shit. Mother Earth, Gaia, the environment, and all the creatures who live and die on it. Which is why gardening, them plants, gardening, is so huge in green witchery. That connection to nature, whether it's your 500 square foot Brooklyn apartment or your acres of yard that you've inherited from a very, very rich auntie. God bless you. You need a gardener. That's (laughs) a lot of work. We should look into her finances. Was she a criminal? Who cares? She inherited all of this land. Wait, the person who inherited or a great aunt auntie who died and left you all this I'm land? I'm thinking about great aunt auntie and I'm thinking At about... At that point, that's her mistakes. Truzies. Breaking the generational trauma means accepting the inheritance and making it your fucking own. Word. Peace. Word. The sins of the auntie. Gone. Dispersed. From a greenhouse to one potted plant, it's about having that connection where you feel and connect with this plant that starts as a seed and grows into a friend or into food. And this is why I think green witchery is a lifestyle and not a hobby. So you hobby enthusiasts out there, I think y'all should get out. And that's why I'm not a green witch, because I'd make it a hobby, and that's not fair. You forget to water the plant, and it dies. No, no, no. It's a lifestyle for me to wake up every day and make sure Artemis has food and water. My little kitty cat, it should be a lifestyle for you, not a hobby because it can still die. Hobbies you can cheat or skip or put off for another month. My cat would die if I didn't feed her. And your plant will die if you do not feed it. 
you can neglect it for a long time. It takes a lot more neglect than it my does. cat would. It does. But it's still not nice. We had a Patreon question about someone being into green witchery, but the sun not being their preferred celestial body. They want to know if there are any more plants suited to nighttime and darkness. And of course, yes, most plants need light, but a lot will grow with indirect sunlight. And indirect sunlight plants are your friends in this case. Like it's around, but it's not scalding. They're little like leaf boys. And snake plants, as Tara mentioned, are supposed to be notoriously difficult to kill. You can put this in a windowless bathroom staircase or a bedroom corner. They just hang out from what I know. You just talk to it, tell the snake plant he's pretty, like have a good time. That's real. That's real. I do have a snake plant and it is in my bathroom that does not receive any direct light. Oh, excellent. And it loves it. And he's blossoming. He is growing. He is shining bright. I also want to come in here with spider plants. Spider plants are great low light plants. We've spoken about them before on Witch Yes as powerful air purifiers, so much so that it was on NASA's short list for natural air purifiers to keep in space. Ooh, space plant. Plus, printmakers used to suspend them from the ceiling of their print studios because they soak in all those toxic chemicals, but they didn't require a lot of direct sunlight. I used to have a friend that would go out whenever she smoked a cigarette onto her stoop and just have her snake plant with air, and that was fine. Hmm. It did great. Okay. I would not suggest, but I would also say that they can take a lot of neglect. You can really tell that a spider plant needs attention when it starts to turn gray. But once you water it and sort of leave it overnight, it'll pop up in the morning, which I've done to these plants here, actually. Oh, hello. Because they had not been watered in two weeks. Ah, since you've been gone. Since I've been gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then... Today, they're looking beautiful and bright. Yeah, they're very vivacious. They also breed like crazy, which makes them great to gift to other people. I would also like to talk about pothos and devil's ivy. If you want a plant that will be happy anywhere, I present to you the pothos. People say that it prefers indirect light, but I have pothos in basically every room in my apartment, and they do fine no matter where you put it. It's extremely poisonous oh. to everyone. What? So if you do have a cat, this is not the plant for you, but if you have maybe a small dog that cannot jump to the ceiling. This still sounds like you're playing a game here. It's a high-risk game. But games are fun. The games are fun. We That's all, true. We all love Monopoly. I probably water mine about once a week, though it's like if you leave it in like lower light conditions, you can probably water it less, and it grows like crazy. The plant will tell you that if it wants more light, it'll sort of lose all of its speckles, but if you're burning it with too much light, it'll turn totally white. Vines getting too long? Clip that sucker and stick her in some water. You'll have roots probably about week two. Mm. And to respond to our Patreon witch who was talking about having a tiny apartment, I would say a lot of these plants would be very successful if you're thinking vertically. I'm talking about shelves. I'm talking about hooks from the ceiling. All of that shit. More shelves, more hooks, everything. Build out. Build out from your window. Build up. Build up. Build out. Consume. Back to gardening. My mother has gotten really into growing her own vegetables in her backyard, and she just toils away at it. But she's so proud of the tomatoes, peppers, and jalapenos, and it's all organic. Linda knows 100% where her vegetables come from. No chemicals, no bullshit. So the type of food you eat is actually another part of green witchcraft. A lot of green witches, not all, I know you guys, but a lot of them are vegetarian or even vegan. This is with the notion that changing your diet is better for the earth. And I mean, y'all, it is. Have you ever seen Cowspiracy? Like, come mm -hmm. on. If the mm -hmm. science is there, 
witches. Yeah. You can look at it like fish have feelings too, so I'm not going to eat fish anymore. Or that the meat industry is abusing animals and releasing horrible chemicals into the Earth's atmosphere, which are so bad for everyone now and going to be way worse in the future. If you're not there yet, it's fine. I mean, we're there, but it's fine. We're all here. Where are you? They're like, I'm not going to be a green witch anymore. (laughs) This is too much responsibility. They throw out their steak plant. Mm -hmm. But you can begin looking at where your food comes from. It's better to purchase your fruits and veggies from the farmer's market instead of Walmart. Was the steak you bought from a grass-fed cow? What the fuck is even in an Oreo? But that truly, what the fuck is even in an Oreo? A lot of oil. Mmm, delicious. Yum, 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 yum. If you don't have the money to not buy your food at Walmart, I totally get it. Been there. They have those $1 Alfredo pastas in the frozen aisle, and I've had about a million of those. When you do begin to climb up the financial ladder, the corporate ladder, just becoming more financially self-sufficient, just keep in mind that where you put your money encourages more of that thing to be made. The steak with chemicals or a free-range chicken eggs. Just food for thought. She's coming in with these hot food jokes. Thank you. Along this organic train of thought, where do you purchase your clothes? What materials are your clothes made out of? Is it fast fashion or thrift store? Is it polyester or is it cotton? Natural materials from the earth are better than whatever polyester is made out of. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good polyester, but apparently it's made out of a chemical reaction of air, water, and petroleum. So that's kind of crazy. I don't even know what that means. And finally, the lifestyle of reuse, reduce, recycle. Basic tenets. So easy. So easy, but not. But not. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of research to be like that mindful of how you are impacting the environment because no one teaches you that when you're young. Okay. That's a lot of serious things. But what if I want to do magic? Oh, you want to do magic? You want to do magic now? Oh, yes. Okay, so if you want to do the magic now, let me tell you about the magic. The sun, the moon, and the stars beautiful delicious as above so below exactly the sun have you heard of these planting seasons Mm -hmm. farmer's almanac oh we're gonna get into it oh good if you have not visited the farmer's almanac website Ah! (laughs) this is your invitation you could tell Alicia did not read my research i did not but she felt my vibe they generate planting schedules based on your zip code And I found this to be just like so exceptionally helpful. They also have so many like cute little recipes and like adorable little facts. I love that. And I did before this episode look up Farmer's Almanac Scandal. Can't find anything. But if you do know something, I cannot be held accountable. The farmers are too good to us. When you plant seeds, think about the energy of what sign the sun is in as you are planting it. This can be a powerful energy to manifest your intentions. This is a sort of an intersection of the sun and the stars. If you're planting a seed in January or planting it outside in March, you're going to have very different energy sort of accumulating out of that plant. You can also commune with the sun's energy, of course, with proper SPF. Aaron Murphy Hiscox, the Green Witch, recommended several days of solar meditations where you take notes of the energy based on key solar times. That's dawn, noon, sunset, and midnight. Which I say, if I'm up at dawn, Aaron, I am not going to be up at midnight. Fair argument. The moon. Okay, I want you to come on this journey with me because it's a little woo-woo. I'm excited. Humans. Got it. Over half of our body is made of water. Got it. 
So we get a little moody. Oh, yeah. During the full moons. Animals, also a lot of water. Moody as fuck Mm -hmm. during those full moons. Plants. I looked this up. 90% water. (gasps) To which I say, these guys are even moodier than we are. This is a scandal. This is wake up. Oh, my God. Rise and shine, America. The general rule is that if you plant things that manifest upwards, flowering plants, fruits, vines, you want to do that during the waxing moon. Plants that manifest beneath the earth, that's like root vegetables, bulbs, potatoes. Love potatoes. Carrots. You want to do that during the waning moon. You're going to want to weed and prune your plants during the third quarter to the new moon. That's sort of like that exit of a lunar cycle you're sort of cleaning away the detritus of uh your chili plant i'm trying to think of a goof plant what's a goofy plant mushrooms mushrooms are goofy they're very goofy this is true and any of those carrots that kind of look like wieners Mm -hmm. definitely cucumbers hilarious eggplants all the dick plants oh yeah for sure 100 100 yeah this is another reason i can't get behind green witchery right now is because I'm organized enough, but this is on a whole different scale that I cannot do. <laughs> There's a, Alicia loves Google calendars. This is like calendars upon calendars upon calendars. Yeah. This is six calendars. I also want to talk about that there are plenty of plants that flower at night. If you watch The Haunting of Bly Manor, the very gay moonflower is real and it's also really gay. There's also the night gladiolus, the evening primrose. And the Casa Blanca Lily, among others. If you are a vampire, you can still be a green witch. Aw, that's so cute. Let's talk about harvesting. You grow these plants, what are they doing for you? This one's pretty simple. If you're harvesting a part of a plant that you have grown for big, like, capital M, magical purposes, you have a different relationship with it than if you purchased it fresh from a grocery store, purchased it dry at a metaphysical shop. It's not better necessarily. It's just different. And it's cool to be different. If you're harvesting from a plant that you've grown yourself, you're going to one, come to it with intention. Okay. Hello, lavender plant. I'm coming to collect some clippings to dry out and turn into a sachet so I can sleep better because I am personally haunted by the nightmare that is my eighth grade year. Number two, I want you to be gentle as you clip this plant and to only clip what you need. People sort of you know, they, they get the sensation that they live in a world of scarcity. If you're growing this plant yourself, you know this plant, you know its sort of limitations. I want you to only clip what you need for this specific moment. Do you understand? On top of it, you got to respect this plant. Like if you're coming in with your big sort of manhandling, your big shears, you're taking everything that it's fucking worth. Like this plant is not going to thrive and give you all of the energy that you need. And finally, This is going to sound dumb. I'm ready. You do have to thank the plant. So all of this you have to say like out loud. I would say plants don't have ears. That we know of. That we know of. Science has not discovered ears on plants. I would say that if you are a green witch, it's not uncommon for you to talk to your plants. I don't think that you have to be sort of so explicit and robotic about it. Mm -hmm. But I'd also say that when a person comes to you with good intent and when a person comes to you with bad intent, you can sense that. I'd also say nothing works quite as succinctly and deliciously as a firm and verbal thank you to anyone in your life. Okay, great. I've also read that you can rub dirt on the exposed pith of a plant once you've cut it, but I've never done that. 
And I think that plants are pretty good, like, compartmentalizers. What the fuck is a pith? Oh, it's like the inside. It's like, okay, if your bone, when you cut it, it's got marrow in it. There's, like, the core of your bone. Okay. For plants, when you cut their little arms off, (gasps) that marrow would be, like, their bone. Like in the stem you're cutting or, like, a leaf? I think a stem. Okay. When you cut a stem or branch, the pith is, like, the core. Okay. Of their plant arm. So all of their organs, intestines, all of it in there. It's all, yeah. Well, it's more like, well, plants don't have organs. Oh, my God. Except sexy organs. The birds and the bees. Have you guys heard about that? Naughty. Naughty toddy. If it's a strange plant, here we go. Okay. I am not so uh, straight lace to not admit that I have not taken clippings from a strange plant. But if it is a strange plant, whether that's from your local park or your friend's house on Nepo Street under the cover of darkness, take a cue from our animism episode and ask before you grasp. Remember, Mm. ask before you grasp. Plants and the spirits that live among them enjoy gifts. Okay. Anything shiny, sweet. We also have a really wonderful fairy episode. Just remember to stay away from anything red or anything too salty. Before you harvest a plant, the energy within it is shrinking and swelling. It's growing with the light of the sun and it's sort of shrinking in between waterings. It's a living thing, taking in, casting off energy. Once you cut it, basically as powerful as it's going to get on its own. If you want to jazz it up, if you want to add a little sparkle, a little razzle-dazzle to this plant, place that boy in some salt, hang it from the stem from your window, the sun, the moon, the lustful gaze of your lover at midnight are all going to charge that baby up. Here's a pro tip. Tie a slip of paper with the name of the herb that you're drying out to your bundle because these boys start to look strange as they're drying out. (laughs) Also, I do want to shout out Aaron one more time. I hadn't really realized this until I started doing it, but herbs, they get dusty hmm. as you're like sort of drying them out. And they also get really fragile. So they like cast off like a bunch of like little dipple dapples of like rosemary, thyme, basil, oregano. I'm just naming things. Yeah, like. yeah. What you're going to do to combat that is you're going to take a paper bag. You're going to stab a couple holes into the base of it with a pencil This is to add to air circulation. Then you're going to slip your herb into the paper bag and tie the bag around the stem and hang the bundle from there. Mm -hmm. Like some kind of like punching bag situation. And I even say, if you want to get witchy with it, throw some bristles in there or like write a couple sigils on the inside of the bag. Things I never knew. And hopefully this goes without saying, if you don't dry your herbs and you put them in a spell jar, they will rot. Ew. And they will rot, and so will your little intention that you've put and in there. so will your hopes and dreams. Everything, all the hard work that you put in there. Timmy's not going to look at you anymore. That love is rotting away. <laughs> Which leads me to the shadow side of green witchcraft. Dun, 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 dun. I'm not going to tell you about poisons, because I have watched The People vs. OJ, and I would absolutely crumble on the stand if taken to court. But I will tell you about the Elder Tree. Have you heard of this? Yeah. How? Harry Potter. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think about that. It's like the most powerful wand. Okay, okay, okay. Symbolism. I'm all about symbolism. I'm there with symbolism. If you are not all about symbolism and you have not read the Harry Potter books, the Elder Tree is also in conjunction with what we talk about, 
the elderberry. Mm -hmm. Elder trees are considered extremely unlucky and a bad omen in many cultures. It was once believed to only take root in soil that had been soaked with fresh blood and taking branches of elder trees into your house brought in nasty spirits. Don't even think about fucking building a rocking chair, a breakfast nook out of these suckers. Welcome, your evil fucking... Never mind. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Do you ever like start a bit and you're like... You're like, eh. 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 I got tired in the middle of it. Anything made from elder trees absorbs and harbors malevolent spirits. They're such potent sponges that people used to plant elder trees at the entrances of cemeteries and gardens to absorb all of the evil spirits that might traipse through their daisies. Ooh. This legend might have grown out of the fact that elder trees and all of their accessories are extremely poisonous when consumed raw. Love that. Leaves, twigs, roots, flowers, and yes, even those cute little berries are filled with cyanogenic glycosides which are toxic so if you're interested in some elderberry tea please make sure that you do cook them all the way through just say no just say no there are other options and tea sucks thank you thank you here's another one gifting certain plants can bring you bad luck me the gifter you the gifter that's fucked up honestly i've heard this a couple times but it wasn't until researching this episode that i found out it's actually an ancient Greek belief that gifting parsley is bad luck for both you and the recipient. Parsley was associated with Persephone, the goddess of spring, but also a goddess of the underworld. And that the first parsley that ever sprouted was from the blood of Archimorus as he was killed by a serpent as an infant. Greeks would spread this out on top of fresh graves and gifting it would seal your pact with death, you and all of your loved ones. So you just curse yourself. Yes. Plants. They've got these double agendas. Mm -hmm. They sneaky. I don't know, guys. So just to close this up, we also had a Patreon question, which was, how do I sell this to my non-witchy friends? Your plant friends, I guarantee you, already think that talking to plants helps them grow. Yeah. I've heard that before, though. So they're already primed for a conscious relationship with plants. They think that their plants like it when they sing. Lady Gaga's. Oh my God, I was just listening to Poker Face, so choose that one. Yes, Poker okay, Face. Great. And, ma, ma, and ma, you know ma. what? They are right. Mm -hmm. But if you're nervous, like, like, like maybe they're like a little waspy or something, I would like you to use the following phrases. I heard it's good luck too. Ooh, I'm like hooked. Mm -mm -mm. I like that one. Watch out for this one. Feng Shui. Ooh. Why people get really confused by this word, but they do trust it implicitly i don't know what it means thus i trust it more here's another one my grandma used to we do respect the old and by the old i mean the elder and mm -hmm. by the elder i mean the wise not the elder tree which no. i guess should still be respected deeply not fucked with don't fucking talk to one mm -mm. and finally i saw this cute thing on pinterest to which your response will be to match their energy and then you will know who to trust Okay. I love it. Great. So. Still not going to do it. You're firm. not. Okay. Can you talk about maybe your firm, would I call it a rejection? No. What do you, what would you call it? Your aversion? No. My uninterest. Uninterest. Mm-hmm. 
Can you talk? Can you speak about it? I think there is a time for everything in one's life. At one point, I did not like rap music, and now I like rap music. At one point, I will have a garden, and it's not going to be today. So I'll love it later. This is true. Alicia has what she has done because she does love organizing. She's organized her life. There's a time and a place we're going to be old. We're going to have like little cottages next to each other. Our men will be dead. Thank God. Thank God. And it'll be fun. You'll probably be like a little annoying to me, though, because you'll be up like so much earlier and I'll be like, my bones. <laughs> my bones ache, bitch. <laughs> my ancient bones. <laughs> my breadstick from Olive Garden bones. Yeah. And then like little kids will come over just to like chill and hang out and we'll tell them about like little fairies living in our plants, our garden. Adorable. What I like about this scenario is that our men are dead. Thank God. Gone. Bless. Whew. Free at last. Little children do trust us. Oh, they trust old people. I was <gasps> thinking we were like grandmamas. Not mm-hmm. like we didn't have to have kids, but just if you're old, you're like a grandma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the world. Do you have like a... um? You know how some people are like, I'm going to be Nani or I'm going to be Mima. Do you have like a uh, a name that you would like to be called when I you are? I love Gigi for gorgeous grandma. Gigi. That's what grandma Herner is right now. She's Gigi, but that's for great grandma. And I was like, no, no, it's for gorgeous grandma. It's adorable. I just learned this now. Oh, Gigi. What about you? I think. On the spot. I know the ones that I don't like. Hate Mima. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you a hillbilly? Exactly. I also knew, I once knew a peepaw. Gross. Yeah, it's like, did you pee on paw? Like, what happened? Who is calling the police? Exactly. I would like to be called something cute. We'll just call her beauty. The old beauty. The great dame. Madam. Madam president. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of your little cottage waving. So you do foresee yourself maybe having a relationship with this, but like later in life when you have like time or that you are just appreciating the splendors? When I have time and patience. Patience. I don't think I have the patience for it yet. Mm-hmm. You also do have a cat. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's an extra level of research to find out what doesn't kill her. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. I like the cat more than any plant I'll have at this stage. So it's okay. Agree. Agree. And I do feel like she would kill also many plants. It like feels good in her teeth. It is a fun chompy. Mm-hmm. It's a great experience. Mm-hmm. Risky, but great. Okay. Do we have any closing remarks about green witchery? Scary shit, yo. It's scary. It's poisonous. Scary. It's poisonous. We have a pretty good episode coming out on Patreon in a couple weeks about poisons. Ooh. That I think you'll really like. But That's in the good. meantime, I do want to gift you something. It is. Which is in the news. Yay! Oh, how I've missed it. Oh, here we are back in your ears. First story, witch stairs in New England homes. In March 2021, a rumor spread amongst niche Facebook groups. Kind of like those witchy Facebook groups. Really, just witch Facebook groups. (laughs) That's what I mean. The rumor is that of the witch's stairs. Okay, if you've never heard of the witch's stairs before, please take a moment to try to visualize this crazy-ass shit. I'm visualizing. It's a staircase. Think of your normal two-story house staircase. Right. Clean lines, straight across. But half of the stairs are normal, and the other half are like a half step down from each other. 
this is not what I imagined. No, it's awful. It's really fucking awful. It seems complicated. And honestly, I'm not here tomorrow on anyone's shine, but these stairs are bullshit. Oh, like, no. I cannot figure out how you don't slip to your death. Like, the only things that benefit from these stairs are cats because they're a perfect perch for all 22 of your cats if you want to get them in one picture. I feel like I would need to be limping. Seems like a Yeah, a you're kind of like... Ka-thump, ka-thump. Yeah. The rumor is that these alternating stairs in one staircase can be found in older New England homes. Think like colonial America type of old, like, it's old home. These stairs were allegedly built this way to ward off witches because they could sneak into your home, but they take one look at this dumb fuck staircase and turn right around, right out the door. No, 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 I'm not messing with this. To the next house. I got too many cats. Reuters did an investigation and found out that the witch stairs allegation to ward off witches is false. So we are coming here. We've got the truth for you. Scott Schuttner was interviewed for the Wood Building Magazine, Fine Home Building, to which I'm like, there is a magazine for anything. Oh my God. Isn't that glorious, though, fine. to know? Fine Home Building. Fine Home Building. And he said, alternate tread stairs, which is what they're called, can solve problems of limited space. On each side of an alternating tread ladder stair, every other tread is omitted. Well, I don't know what that sentence I haven't means. followed any of this. Great. As a result, the distance between treads on a given side of an alternating tread stair is actually twice the unit rise, which gives you more free tread area and therefore a safer stair in theory. What was his name? Scott Schuttner. Fuck you, Scott Schuttner. Bullshit. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he said, but I heard in theory, which means these stairs do not fucking work. <laughs> like grandmama, she's stuck up there. She can't get she, This is elder abuse. Anyways, that was our first story. Whew. Loaded with energy. I felt, I just saw those stairs and I was like, this is stupid. You know, it just got to my core. Next up, Michigan GOP chair calls top Democratic women witches. Oh, cute, right? Love that. Once again in politics, someone put their foot in their mouth. Ron Weiser, the leader of Michigan's Republican Party, joked about some Democratic women. Classic. A man joking about women who finally have a position of power. Original. I bet I could name them. Mm -hmm. He essentially referred to Governor Gretchen Whitmer and two other top Democratic elected women as witches that the GOP wants to soften up for a burning at the stake in the 2022 election. <laughs> Oof, yikes, buddy. Apparently, he's not good at joking because he went on to joke about assassination when he was asked how to remove two GOP congressmen, representatives Fred Upton and Peter Meyer, who voted to impeach former President Donald Trump. Okay. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer didn't think it was cute. She said, given the dramatic increase in death threats against Michigan elected officials during the Trump administration. True, true. This type of rhetoric is destructive and downright dangerous. It's time for people of goodwill on both sides of the aisle to bring down the heat and reject this kind of divisive rhetoric. Later that day, after the backlash you know had already begun, Ron tweeted that his comments were being taken out of context and that he does not condone violence. Oh, when we wee all the way home. Mm -hmm. A day after that, this 75-year-old geezer, Ron, finally issues an apology and said, I apologize to those I offended for the flippant analogy about three women who are elected officials 
and for the offhand comments about two other leaders. I have never advocated for violence and never will. While I will always fight for the people and policies I believe in, I pledge to be a part of a respectful political dialogue going forward. Feel that like fire under his ass where he had to like pivot and I apologize? Just feel like there's a Google Doc that they send everyone. I mean, he's 75. He doesn't know how to open that. Truzies. Okay, so there's a letter that they fax to every congressman whenever they say something. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. His dial-up's not working, so, you know. Right. Exactly, exactly. And so it just feels so scripted. He's too busy groping his receptionist. You know, I, he's a busy man. It was a different time. It was a different time. It was yesterday. <laughs> it was three weeks ago. And our last story, boys, girls, everyone. Lil Nas X giving Satan a lap dance. Cute. Cute. Actual Cute. So what better title for a witch is in the news story than that, baby? Lil Nas X's new music video for his song Montero, Call Me By Your Name, is causing quite the scandal, y'all. Lil Nas X opens by saying, In life, we hide the parts of ourselves we don't want the world to see. We lock them away. We tell them no. We banish them. But here we don't. Welcome to Montero. Honestly, it's fucking fantastic. The imagery basically starts in Montero's Garden of Eden, where he's seduced by the serpent just like Eve, and it ends with him giving Satan a lap dance and, like, killing him. Honestly, 1010 recommend watching. It's awesome. The title of the song Montero Call Me By Your Name comes from Lil Nas X's real name, Montero Lamar Hill, and the Call Me By Your Name is, of course, from the esteemed 2017 Italian film with the same title. You know, Timothy Chalamet, blah, blah, blah important movie. And he has had the whole right-wing community up in arms between this new music video and some Nike Satan shoes that they had to roll back in because that was too far, apparently. <laughs> but Lil Nas X has been clapping back to the haters, and I love it. So these are a few of my favorite tweets. Oh my gosh, I love when Alicia reads tweets. This is my favorite. Y'all love saying we going to hell, but get upset when I actually going there, LMAO. <laughs> That's true. There is a mass shooting every week that our government does nothing to stop. Me sliding down a CGI pole isn't what's destroying society. Have you considered? Have you thought about this? Y'all saying a gay neighbor twerking on a CGI Satan is the end of times like slavery and the Holocaust didn't happen. Ouch. Ooh, Ooh Tiffany. <laughs> Ouch, it hurts. Ouch. <laughs> Tiffany's having a hard day today. Next episode, we're going to give Tiffany some slack. <laughs> and my favorite of all of his tweets, he said, and it's very poignant. He said, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preached what happened to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. Gorge. And honestly, I'm just kind of like, why has no one made a music video of that sooner? Of, like, going into the pits of hell and, like, twerking on Satan. Like, that's sexy. That's cool. It's very cool. It's very metal. Yeah. I did see on Reddit that we did grow up with South Park, mm -hmm. where Saddam Hussein was in a gay relationship with Satan. Oh, okay. So it could have been maybe we needed time yeah. between 2010 and now. That makes sense. Because then it would be a, a South Park reference. Mm. Okay, I dig that. But it's like very interesting that's like, you know, people are talking about how musicians have to be like models for children. Mm -hmm. 
Cardi B gets this shit a fucking lot. Like, it's like, like what? how am I going to explain this to my children? How are you... I mean, if your child loves Cardi B, like, they're fucking cool. They're really cool and don't fuck with them. Yeah, no. They're, they're probably going to, like, beat you up in the parking lot. 100. I love it. Also, shouldn't you be your child's role model and not a strange person on Fuse or whatever on YouTube? Yeah. Why are you... Why are you fucking mad? The gay agenda. Mm-mm-mm. It's back again. It never, it never left. It never Have left. Have you seen how many seasons there are of RuPaul? It never left. <laughs> and that has been Witches in the News. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm going to keep going. So we're going to roll into the spell. So feel the stretchy stretch. Feel the breathing. Oh, the breeze. Ooh, the breeze. But don't breathe too deep because you have not had your Flonase today. Ooh. Remember, take some Claritin. It's springtime, baby. Now breathe deep. Ooh, ah, stretchy. Ah, so much better. One day at a time, tarot spread. Great for anyone who needs some direction in their day in a very easy, non-cluttered tarot spread. I love easy. I love efficient. And this is that. What you need, your tarot cards, and maybe five minutes of concentration. That's all this is asking you, which I love. And Alicia's... Unemployed schedules. Mm -hmm. She only has five minutes. I'm very busy. I'm shaking hands. I'm kissing trees. I'm doing the best life I can have. Take out your tarot deck. This may be a good spread to have with your morning coffee. So, you know, just begin thinking about how your day is looking. Shuffle your cards however you please. I know we all have our own shuffle. I'm not going to tell you how to shuffle because it's all unique to you. Spread them out. Choose two cards. Place them face up if they're face down. I don't know how you fucking read tarot cards. Like, you did it wrong. Yu-Gi-Oh is not proud. No. Card one signifies today's challenge. This card is about a problem or challenge that you may face today. Card two is your advice card. This card will give you an idea of how to go about solving today's problem. Did any other cards jump out while you were shuffling? Make sure you examine those as well. It may be the universe trying to say something about what you need to keep in mind to make the best of your day. And bish, that's it. Holy shit. Thank you to Siren Storm Song for this quick and easy tarot spread. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Alicia, for bringing it to us. Hell yes. Anytime, baby. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use at the intro and outro each week. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Alicia. Alicia? What is my name? I've it, never done that. I've had moments where people are like, is it Alicia or Alicia? And I'm like, those sound the exact same to me. Oh God. What are you talking about? And I'm like, the first one, I think. I don't, I don't know. Alicia period herder. Easy. If I want to find you on Instagram, mm-hmm. how would I do so? Very simply. You're going to... Find me at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. You can also find my Finsta at underscore little moss. It's uh, I just basically look to see if you're following Alicia or Witch Yes. Love it. And we are on Instagram at Witch Yes. Share an episode in your stories. Tag us, and we'll feature you on our stories. And if you don't like Instagram, you can always contact us via email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com or in Witch Yes the Facebook Coven on Facebook. I also want to say our Discord, which is in the show notes. So if you just look at your podcast show notes, 
has been Liddy Titty. Absolutely. It has blown up recently and it's lovely. And now I'm starting to interact more with Discord. And for the longest time, I was like, I don't know what this contraption is and why it tells me Mm-mm. notifications all the time. It's cute. And I also think that like each social media has its own vibe mm-hmm. that I find to always be very like nurturing and kind and, and feeds like the good parts of me. But the Discord is like exceptionally it's popping. Yes. It's the club you won't be at right now. You can find us on Patreon. $5 Patreon, which is an above, are getting two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast for oh. them. $10 and above, get access to our close friends and more. Plus, you're going to get early access to all the fucking cool shit that's coming up for Beltane and moving on through the summer. So I would really encourage you to get hippity hoppin' on that Patreon. Patreon witches also know what our next episode is about and they get to ask questions like the Patreon witches today. And the green witch thread was hoppin'. A lot of green witches. A lot of green witches in this group. What did we do to deserve this energy? I don't know, but we cherish it. We do. We love it. I hope and I pray that this has been Witch Yes! Pa-pow!